Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Forgive the voice. Uh, but we're going to make it work. Yeah, man, you're going through it right now, bro. It sound like two shits in a bucket. From two different cows. I think. Is that a I, thing? I was just going to see where you were going. Because I nope. don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. So I don't embarrass myself. And uh. cue the intro music. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Aside from the odd V, bro. Yeah. Like, how's things going, dude? It's gone, bro. Um, yeah, it's gone. It's been a busy last couple of weeks. Um, trying to get the baby's room together and and uh, get stuff situated. So we got less than a month to go. So um, we're not necessarily under the gun, but we're just trying to stay diligent and getting shit done you getting excited yeah yeah it's gonna be a boy like you're claiming it or you you finally found out no she wanted to find out i don't know if i told this story or not but she wanted to find out and have it be our little secret and then turns out that um they never kept the records of the sex of the baby because she said she didn't want to find out. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. And, well, um, all right, no that's mo- the bed that you guys made, so you're laying in that. You know what I'm saying? you comfy. You curled up with your blankie. <laughs> yeah, the, the irony is uh, it's mean, but the... Uh, the the other part of it is that there are no more ultrasounds, you know. Yeah, for, I mean, you you're gonna know when it's like popping out, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, it's a." Yeah, so we dude, we got... should do some kind of like reveal on the podcast. I don't know how to do that. It sounds kind of gay after I said it, but I've already said it, and I'm okay to committing to it if you are. I'm not committing to that. I'm gonna let you sit in that one. All right, true friendship right there. Yeah, I'll let you sit in that one. Um, Man, I'm know. excited for you. I don't know the wife is too, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't wait to meet he or she or Zim or Zer or whatever <laughs> you have. It or they. Actually, funny thing, we were looking at, like, trendy articles to talk about, and we never really landed on anything, I don't yeah. think. But one of them was... Um, they now have discovered there's no gene that makes someone a homosexual. <laughs> so uh, it begs to question now, are you really born that way? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a heater right there, boy. It is a heater. Oof. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I, I never got into that debate with people about whether or not there's a gene or not, whether or not you're born that way. For me, I just kind of felt like it was an excuse to justify the behavior as if it needed to be justified, you know? So for me, it's just like, well, if you're going to be gay, be gay. Like, I, I, I guess... the. Do you, Bill? Do you? Yeah, that's that's the way I think. You know, like uh, it's it's less important for me to know whether or not you're born that way to as it is for me as it is important for me to just be yourself because I think that's more important personally. You know, yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Just be yourself. Like you don't you don't have to. Like for me, it's like uh, you know, relying on or or just trying to drive that point home that I'm born this way is nothing more than an excuse for you to behave the way that you want to behave. And it's like you don't have to, you don't have to need an excuse. Like there's plenty of people out there that are just happy doing what they're doing. Like why don't you just be one of those people that are just happy? Why why try to find? a reason for your happiness, just be happy. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't ever think or say, you know, I was born heterosexual. I just love women. And, uh, so much. So I decided to marry one. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving any excuses for that. I'm not flaunting it and I'm not bragging about it. It just is, you know, yeah, for sure. And, you know, to kind of get a little churchy early on the bat. Yeah. Or at least tackle a churchy thing is what I should have said. But, like, I don't know. The older I get and the more I try and question things and, you know, I don't want to say analyze, but, like, you know, look at stuff and ponder things. I, I don't understand, like, I'm really in the the ball field of all sin is sin right yeah i mean i think that's pretty clear in the bible and i don't i still i really struggle with why in the church community and it's changing so i will i will say that there's a lot of affirming churches out there you know there's it's definitely a different uh a different yeah mm-hmm it's a different era, you know, like, but still there are people in churches and communities out there who claim Christ that they hang on to that homosexual thing. Like it's, you don't do this ever. And if you do, there's no hope for you unless you are not homosexual. And I just, I really struggle with that, you know, because it's like, yeah. There's so many other things that people do that are sinful that it's like, well, why don't you take the stance the same way with the other things like sure. gluttony and lusting and hating people and, you know, stealing and murder and I don't know. I feel like there's all this grace for people who do all the other sins, but if you're a homosexual... Sorry, man. 
you're gonna burn in fucking hell <laughs> i just i don't know why that's what's being preached like from a megaphone yeah. and again it's not all churches i'm not saying that so don't read into it i'm just I, it doesn't you know I, I don't know doesn't make sense to me i guess and i don't have an answer either i, I don't I do know what the Bible says <clears throat> about, you know, home. I mean, for Christ's sake, in the Old Testament, a big part of, you know, God destroying a whole city was because, you know, they gave in to their lustful desires and homosexuality was rampant. And But I, I don't think, like, God destroyed that city specifically because of homosexuality. And I, I you know, I could be wrong. And then I come to the point of, you know, that was the Old Testament, bro. Like, Jesus came up on the scene and, like, switched things up. He turned things upside down. He he taught a different way of thinking and a different faith. And I just don't know why we're still hanging on to homosexuality so hardcore that it's, like, a deal breaker for people when it comes to faith, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's a, it's a good point. Um, and even in saying that, people are like, okay, so are you affirming or are you not? And it's like, oh my god. Like, do you and do you want me to say if I'm affirming or not affirming for murderers and rapists and like pedophiles and fat pastors who like can't not eat 12 donuts like where's it end you know sure no that's a good question and um, again maybe i'm way off maybe i'm more liberal than i think that i am i don't know but it just seems kind of weird to me and a little fucked up that there's all this hate for people who just say hey i i'm a guy and i fell in love with this guy sure like and maybe part of that is just because we live in america where it's like i can marry whoever i want i can sleep with whoever i want i can you know i have the freedom to do that and i know other cultures you know you marry who your father says you're going to marry right that's a thing and that's crazy to me because i haven't you know that's not my experience and i can't imagine like not choosing my wife yeah i, I don't know i don't know i don't even know why i'm talking about it to be honest. no but it's a good point i mean uh, for real the you know we've got friends that are gay and we absolutely love them and have nothing against them and never judge and never well, why wouldn't you? They're people. Like they're they're human beings. Yeah. Like God oh. made them just like they made us. Like it's and and even saying that, I sound like they're a they're a different species. And I don't mean it to sound like that. I'm no, just saying not. it in the context of like I don't understand the mentality of hating homosexuals yeah. based solely on the fact of who they fall in love with. I, that, that just Sure. And, and I'm agreeing with you. You know, I was going to say, you know, some of them uh, are Christians and they believe in Jesus Christ and can can tell you exactly why they believe that they're saved. Uh, 
and I agree with them and have no problem with uh, with what they have to say. Um, but then they have family members as well that totally disagree with them and just they're just a one trick pony. Like you're, the only way you're going to get to heaven is if you stop sleeping with your dude or sleeping with your girl. And um, and I just Which... I disagree with them. I think that it's false. I think that they have a a false sense of security of, of their own salvation, which is why they have to condemn other people um, that that they don't agree with. And it's a sad place to be in, you know, because our faith is supposed to be personal first, right? Like you have to make a personal decision to follow Christ or not. That's where it all begins. It doesn't begin with your behavior, and it never has been according to Scripture. Um, it's all about where your faith is first. And so, and I think that that's the point that Jesus was trying to bring out. Like, uh, where, where do you start? Where's your starting point? And your starting point has to be me. And, and if that's not your starting point, then we're not talking about the same religion. We're not talking about the same God. You know, it, it's just not the same. So either we're having a conversation about Christianity, which is real, or we're not having a conversation about Christianity. We're just having a, a conversation about, you know, your opinion. what you, yeah, your opinion, what you choose to believe. And that's fine, but let's just have it on a level playing field. I know that it, if I'm having a discussion with someone who wants to condemn all gay people to hell, then we have to either start at Jesus or if they can't start at Jesus or their explanation of Jesus or what he taught, what he believed, what he stood for, then um, there's no point in me bringing out scripture, the scripture that I know. There's no point in me really having a debate with them. It can just be me listening to their conversation, uh, listening to their point. Uh, because probably what they really want is just to be heard and to be pat on the back and um, to be um, validated in their opinion. And there's just so many people out there like that. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, those are the most insecure people in the world. So my response to, to those types of Christians are to, is to uh, try your best to study scripture so that you are secure enough in your faith to where you choose not to condemn another person. That's my response to them. Which and as long again, as you're con condemning people, then you are the embodiment of insecurity. And I think that could be said with all the other air quote sins. <laughs> I mean, on the cross, Jesus spoke to this dude who was being crucified next to him and was like, if you accept me, today you'll be in heaven. He didn't say, wait a second, are you homosexual, though? Because if, if you are, then you won't be in heaven. Oh, you just murdered someone? Okay, cool. Well, then, yeah, accept me, and you'll be in heaven. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, there's, there's a difference there. Uh, here's the difference there. Jesus spoke to the person, not to what they did wrong. Yeah. Right? I, Ooh, so, that'll, that'll preach, bro. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just Where's a prime example. Where's my hanky at? <laughs> hey, give me that hanky. I need to blow my nose. <laughs> uh, you know, Jesus dealt with people, not with their, not with their shortcomings and faults. So, which we all have so we in all some have. way because we all are in yeah. need of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, even uh, let's say the woman that was caught in adultery. He said, uh, you know, where's your husband? She says, or, or the, the, woman, uh, the woman at the well. He says, uh, where's your husband? She says, I don't have, I don't a, have husband. a husband. And he says, well, you actually have five husbands. <laughs> you know, and uh, because she was sleeping with five different husbands and none of them were hers, right? A.K.A. Jesus be like, yo ho. <laughs> 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 but you know, the, the thing is, is that he... He wasn't he wasn't condemning her. What he was doing was giving her an opportunity to accept him. And basically what what he said in a nutshell was, look, this well that you're coming to drink from. It might satisfy you for the moment, it might satisfy you from the day. He said, but I can give you something that will satisfy you for a lifetime. I know that sounds a little dirty, but well, he said, drink from the well of life, which is me. You know, put your faith in me. and you'll find that the things that you think bring you satisfaction won't necessarily do it for you. It doesn't mean that you'll necessarily stop all those different things because nobody bats a thousand, right? And nobody is like, uh, like I used to say, um, regarding spiritual discernment, nobody has their antenna up 24 seven, right? You can't always be able to be on the Jesus clock 24 seven. It's just not going to happen. We're human, you know, we got jobs, we got families, we got stuff to do, but we still have to live this earthly life, right? So not everybody, not anybody is going to be on Jesus, Jesus, Jesus 24 seven. Um, but the fact is, is that when we feel ourselves getting to a place of vulnerability or getting to a place where we feel weak or we feel less than, or we feel inadequate or whatever, fill in the blank, we know that we can go to Jesus and we can get our tank filled up. We know that that with minimal eff effort, we can go to the one who is all powerful, who is all knowing, who is all loving, and we can be secure and we can be loved and we can, you know, feel adequate. And, and that's that's the message that Jesus was giving her. I mean, and then, too, if you go to the other example I was going to give you, which is uh the, the, the woman caught in adultery, you know, he, he, he made a simple statement to all the people that were around her getting ready to throw stones at her. He says, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. Everybody dropped their uh, stones from the oldest to the youngest. They all left. Uh, then Jesus looked up and said, hey, look, where's your accusers? Where, where are the people that are trying to accuse you of this, of this sin? She says, there's none left. They're all gone. And he said, well, they're not going to accuse you. Neither am I. Right. And he says, go and sin no more. So it was his acceptance that came before the message of go and sin no more. Right. It was him looking at her saying, look, I love you and I'm, I'm not going to bash you. I'm not going to condemn you. Um, 
you know, here's your opportunity to, for some change. You, you got a new, new life now. I mean, just looking at the way that Jesus dealt with people over and over again, it was, it was never about condemnation out the gate. Uh, it was always about meeting them right where they're at and loving on them right where they're at and not judging them, um, but loving them. And, and out of that caused the ability for people to change. And, and just because you have the ability to change and now have the freedom to change doesn't mean that you will change, right? Or, or even if you do change your behavior, it doesn't mean that it has to happen overnight. It doesn't mean that there's going to be some radical miracle that happens that all of a sudden you no longer, you know, do the thing that you're, you know, it's not like you'll never tell another lie another day of your life. Um, but, you know, the truth is, is that the more we realize God's love and forgiveness, the, the, the more we're able to love him and in return change behavior to be more like him. Word. So it's always that love and forgiveness from God before it is any guilt and condemnation. And I think that we've just got it wrong. We've got it backwards in today's church, again, because of our own insecurities and our relationship with God. So, did you just get satisfyingly deep on here? I think I just did. Good lord, we ain't been satisfyingly <laughs> deep in a minute, dude. Cue the end of the music. <laughs> We are 20 minutes in and I get a blow. My nose. Nothing else. <laughs> How satisfyingly deep did we get? Jeez, dude. Well, oh. when you're blowing that nose, you kind of said something about Jeebus that uh, reminded me of the kenosis theory that I've said I don't oh, know how boy. many times on here now. Here we go. Yep. So kenosis I finally theory. looked it up. Because yeah. I remember in my words, but I wanted to read it. <clears throat> so in Christian theo, and this is this is from Wikipedia actually. This is not even from a biblical thing. Um, yep. But it's literally the same. So do your own research. Don't trust me, but whatever. So um, in Christianity, theolo theo. Theology. Why, can I, why am I struggling with that? I don't know, dude. Kenosis <laughs> in the Greek is pretty much kenosis. Um, it means the act of emptying is the self-emptying of Jesus' own will and becoming entirely receptive to God's divine will. Sure. So then the thought behind that is, you know, you in the in the New Testament, you find Jesus would go preach, or he would go teach, or he would go minister, and then he would go off by himself. And the disciples, his disciples, would find him praying. And this this whole the kenosis theory is the idea of God ridding himself of his will to do God's will, and then performing God's will, and then having to reconvene and continually go back to the source, i.e. God, to be filled again, to then go empty himself, which is not dirty, but just, you know, to perform God's will, to live out what God wanted him to do. 
And this happens over and over in the New Testament. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's so interesting. And it, I don't know why it stuck with me, like, all these years. But, like, I think it's just, it's so cool. And maybe this is even off topic. I don't even know at this point. But, like, the fact that Jesus Christ himself, right? Like, God made flesh, came to earth to live among all of us and to prick his toe and be like, ah, fuck that hurt. Or to be like, <laughs> those words exactly. Yeah, that whore looks good, dude. <laughs> Damn, she looks good. Like, if he was a human and he had a penis and he had a sex drive, he never looked at a woman and was like, mm, maybe he didn't because the Bible said he was perfect. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, the dude had to shit, he had to piss, he had to eat, he had to sleep. If he, he was a carpenter, so if he, wham, on the on his, you know, thumb with a hammer, he's going to be like, oh, that hurts. Like, he was a human, you know what I mean? But he was God in the flesh, and he still had to go meet and had to have his, like, private time and his relationship with his father god our creator right yes so if jesus had to do that and he's the reason that i'm saved from death hell and the grave don't you think i need to be doing that as a christian yeah probably even more so sure that is why i thoroughly enjoyed the kinesis theory and learning about it because of that that point right there if jesus needed to go and commune with god after ministering or teaching or having a conversation or preaching how much more do i need to have a relationship with god you know what i mean because i'm not perfect i do lust i do sin i do overeat like i do these things even though i'm saved but it's the relationship part like and that's the part of christianity that personally i feel like overall the church in america here i don't want to say completely overlooks but is largely overlooked you know what i mean yeah it's become more about i'm not gay i'm a republican i tithe i go to sunday school I show up on Wednesdays, I'm an usher, I'm in the praise and worship band, you know, I give above and beyond my 10%, like, it becomes about all that, and all of that, I think, is fucking bullshit. Hmm. Well, so let me jump in here for a second, because I I looked up this kenosis theory as well, and um, so it, it... from the start of it, it it really, I think you hit the nail on the head in explaining it, but um, the way you explained it is is um, is only partially the the theory. the The theory is that Jesus gave up his divinity, basically, to embrace humanity in order to um in order to come down and to die for our sins um right and 
that that's that's part of it that's part of the theory but that part of the theory is not true because Jesus never gave up his divinity in order to embrace humanity so I've talked about this before there is a there is a, another theory in theology which is more true uh, that's called the hypostatic union. You've heard me say that before. And the hypostatic union is the understanding that Jesus was both fully God and fully man. Right. So he never gave up his, defin- his divinity. But what you said uh, regarding the kenosis theory that is not embraced in this theory but actually is true is the fact that in his humanity he embraced humility. In order to, um, in order to, to submit his will to the will of the Father. That part is true, but so that you're part saying is I'm not wrong. Part. Basically, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that <laughs> w- what you said right there is right, but that part is not part of the kenosis theory. The kenosis theory does not embrace right. the fact that Jesus was still fully God, but chose humility to the Father's will. Kenosis theory doesn't embrace that. Kenosis theory actually says that he gave up his divinity, which isn't true and which could not be true because Jesus had to be fully God in order to be uh, a suitable sacrifice for the sins of the world because he had to be spotless and sinless. And, And the fact that we both agree that Jesus was sinless means that the, the, yeah. the divinity was still there. Right. Right? Yep, you're right. He was, he was still fully divine. The only way that he can be fully sinless is to be fully divine. Um, so that's where that kenosis theory falls short. And if you look it up, if you just start typing in kenosis, you'll see kenosis theory, and then you'll see below that kenosis heresy. The heresy part of kenosis is that he gave up his divinity. Which he never did. He never gave up his divinity. Um, so, like things in scripture where, where he says, like, uh, no man knows the day nor the hour where and when the Son of Man should return. Right? Mm-hmm. Talking about himself. Telling his disciples that he didn't know when he was going to come back the second time after his resurrection. Well, and then you can argue and say, well, if he is fully God and God is omniscient, which means he knows all things, how can he not know when he was going to return? In that regard, it wasn't that he didn't know what his actual statement was, was no man knows, right? Um, but it was him embracing the humanity and his humility that allowed him to say, you know what, I'm going to just focus on what I'm focused on and and not on this, this timing issue. Cause it's not about the time it's about what I'm here to do here right now. Um, in Philippians chapter two, uh, verses five through eight, it says, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he was, he existed, in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, 
taking the form of a bond servant and that word bond servant is interesting because in in the in the greek what it what it really translates is a, a willing servant somebody who's who serves willingly even though they're free so when you take that word right there and you look at it in the context of the kenosis theory it doesn't add up because him being a bond servant literally means that he still has all the qualifications of a free person, i.e. his divinity, but he chooses service despite his divinity. And then it just reads on, being made in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. So his divinity wasn't compromised. He was still divine in every way. But to your point, it was his humility that allowed him, and, and not only that, but his love for humanity that allowed him to become obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So nothing in that passage says that he actually lost his divinity or gave up his divinity, but that he embraced humanity and humility. And so that there confirms the hypostatic union, which is taught in theology classes, theology 101. Um, the humanity and the divinity were both present within Jesus Christ, and therefore he didn't give up either of them. He embraced the humanity for the short time that he was on earth in order to be the, as Hebrew calls it, the book of Hebrews calls it the propitiation or the sin sacrifice um, for us. So I just want to say that. I like the kenosis theory. I do. But it just needs an addendum. And I think that that addendum can be found in the, the, uh, the, the truth of the hypostatic union. Boom. It's, it's very interesting, bro. You brought up some stuff I've never even heard of, to be honest with you. Okay. But I, I think at the end of it, we both can agree that Jesus being without sin, like even the, the Muslim book, the Quran, says that Jesus is the only one that's walked the earth without sin. Even the Quran testifies of that the only way that a person can be without sin is if he's God. Yeah. We both agree there. I think we agree on, on, on all of this, but yeah, we agree on all of it. I, I'm not saying I don't. Um, I definitely want to read some more about this. Yeah. So th oh, there's shout. one site that I use to fact check most theories and, um, and, um, and CNN. doctrines. Huh? CNN? Yeah, that's CNN. Fact check. CARM. Uh, <laughs> Buzz. C-A-R-M. Christian Apologetics and Research Ministry. These are, um, you know, us basically as an online school uh, that I took. I took this years ago. Um, a very, very long time ago. Like almost 20 years ago. 15 years ago, I found, I found this site. Uh, Christian Apologetics Research Ministry and um, started studying 
uh, with this guy. Matt Slick is his name. How cool is how cool of a name is that? Sounds like Matt a real slick, slick dude. Yeah, he's a pretty slick dude. Anyway, this guy, he from front of the book to the back of the book, um, challenges all of these different theories and and uh, and really, you know, gets down pretty deep with what's true and what's not. But, you know, there's certain things that are true in the Bible that are basic foundation, foundational teachings concerning Christ and God, his divinity, and on whatever. Um, and the things that challenge those foundational truths are the things that he goes after. Um, so, anyway, Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, look that up another time and uh he he does a good job in a very very short few paragraphs debunking the kenosis theory and uh, that motherfucker and then he has another <laughs> <laughs> he has another page where he um deals with the hypostatic union and really breaks down what that means and how the kenosis theory um doesn't agree with the hypostatic union and therefore is false. So this thing that I was so passionate about is false. That's all. I mean, that's good. I like it. Yeah. It's got false parts of it. Like it, it's not, I'm just, I'm busting your balls. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I, I mean, seriously, this is like, this is why I like having these kinds of conversations because I don't just want people to agree with me. Yeah. Because I'm an adult and as I say that with a freaking squeaky boy. But I appreciate that like you can, you know, come at me with like, well, check this out because some of that's not true. Yeah. And now as an adult and a person who wants to know truth and is, you know, super down for that, like I'm going to go research this some more. Like I want to read the links and read the books and figure the thing out, you know, like, and I'm open to that. And like, I feel like there were some parts we definitely agreed on and some parts that I thought, Oh yeah, this is truth. And now you're saying, well, why don't you read this and check this out? And it's like, okay, I'll do that. And I, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, I feel like that's what our, our, our faith should be. Yeah. You know, I should not be like, well, I think you're wrong and I think I'm right. And that's what, that's what it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I just think that theology is cool. And we're it's, on a it's, journey, man. <laughs> we're all on a journey. <laughs> I think theology is cool. It's something I've been studying ever since I've been able to really focus and study anything. Um, and it's why I got the doctor degree that I got, because I, I, really, um, I really want people to, to believe rightly about the Bible and not just go off of things that they've been taught just because they've been taught it. Like, you know, the Bible really is a textbook that has to be studied in such a way 
you know so you know that there are there are three main attributes of god that are important to keep in mind and that's his omniscience which means he's all-knowing his omnipotence which means he's all-powerful his omnipresence he's everywhere always at the same time in other words he exists outside of the bands of time time is a creation by god and another attribute is him being eternal is what allows him to exist outside of time which means that everything has a beginning and the end beginning a middle and the end right except for god and so when you start looking at these different attributes of god and study which the attributes of god completely huh? fucking crazy to think about it is well that's the thing right so there there's there's several attributes of god that just cannot even be comprehended by a finite sure. brain if he truly is infinite how can a finite brain comprehend it fully you can't which brings me to my point is that we're all still learning if you want to learn then we're all still learning you know god is infinite he's yeah. infinite in wisdom knowledge understanding and love and power and his presence like everything well and what you just said really i feel like hinges uh maybe hinges is the wrong word but your whole point about if you want to learn like that is the difference between well, for us, people who attend church and just, oh, yeah, Pastor had a good word today. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll be back Sunday, and I'm going to go work my 9 to 5 and have a barbecue and not think about anything. And, you know, I'll wear my pray seven times a week shirt, and, you know, I'll just do the thing. And woo, I'm a Christian, and I'm saved. Versus, like, no, I want to know what you're saying. And just because you say it doesn't mean it's truth. I want to figure that out for myself. Yeah, no doubt. There's a big difference there. And, yeah. you know, I, I'd like to think that I'm the latter. <laughs> because, I, I mean, honestly, uh. <clears throat> we had some, uh, some stuff come up. And it was kind of questioning, like, my personal integrity. because. You know, people had listened to this podcast and heard me curse and talk about penises and fucking, you know, whatever. And it's You're like so dirty, Sean. You're so completely dirty. turned their whole opinion of me. And it's like, okay, cool, you know, but it's, it, it, <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that actually now, but. Well, let's keep going with it because I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting given the fact that the other thing we were going to chat about was that uh, that license plate that tried to get revoked in New Hampshire. Yeah. So this mom has this license plate that says, pee before we go. Literally, that was the license plate. The letter P, the letter B, the number four. And then W-E-G-O, P before we go. And this lady has had this license plate for 15 years. And she gets a letter in the mail from the state of New Hampshire saying, you have 10 days to turn this license plate in and get a new one. Um, 
because basically they deemed that license plate to be inappropriate for their state and wanted it turned in. And um, I didn't tell you the rest of the story, but the end of the story is, yeah, she got to keep it. But the reason why she got to keep it was because the freaking governor of the state of New Hampshire, uh, apparently there's like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. The word actually got up to the governor. I mean, it's not the biggest state in the union, right? Um, he basically calls the DMV and sends a letter basically saying, you're not taking this away from her. She's had this plate for 15 years and there's nothing wrong with this plate. Um, and then called the lady, the owner of the plate and said, you're okay. Don't worry about it. You can (laughs) keep that plate. Um, and we were just going to talk about or I, I wanted to talk about the the fact that, you know, people are who they are and people talk the way they talk. Right. And some things might be obscene and offensive to others and to others. It's like second nature. It's like, yeah, OK, whatever. I say these words or I don't say these words or I talk this way or I don't talk this way. Um, you know, I we 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 mark this episode or our episodes explicit because we swear right so uh the disclaimer is on there and it you know yesterday i was super sick so i woke up to your text message you know asking if we should put something on our in our bio about the explicit language yeah and the reason why i said no is because Every single podcast that I listen to, they use super derogatory language, super offensive language. They swear the whole time. One of the most successful people in the frickin' U.S., um, motivational speaker, life coach, uh, the head of Vander Media, Gary Vandercheck, Van- Vaynerchuk. This guy uh, grew up in former Soviet Union or was born in the Soviet Union came over here his family had nothing you know his his father ended up owning a liquor store and from there Gary basically put them on the map when the internet first came up came came into existence and started selling uh, started the wine library for his family and uh, he's a multimillionaire now but everybody knows that you're not going to listen to his podcast without him saying fuck at least a dozen times. You're not going to get him to be a speaker at your event to talk to your company or to talk to, you know, your business associates or whatever without him saying the word fuck because at the end of the day, it's just a word. And we've got so many people out there that are super uber sensitive just about language and then they forget to listen to content and then they get stuck in their old pole dunk mindsets that um, doesn't profit them anything. They just get stuck in their own place and they never grow and never learn because they're stuck on the fact that you said the word fuck. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just kind of like came to your defense there, but. No, I, you know, I mean, I know we think 
obviously the same because we're on here every week talking how we talk. I just, I, and honestly, I, I think I lost the point that I was trying to get to, but it's just crazy that like, you know, my integrity gets questioned when I say fuck or, you know, I tell you that I smoke a cigar or I have tattoos or my ears have been pierced since I was 18 or like all this stupid superficial bullshit, you know, and it's like you're not like it's kind of like with Trump, right? And we don't talk about politics a lot. No. Because I hate that you even brought up the name. Why I did know, you? But well, here's my point. Like with Trump, you know, pe- people like they think that he's this thing, right? And that he's he's what America needs. And like, I don't know. It's just like. What the fuck am I trying to say, dude? Why do I keep getting so lost? I don't know. Like, I literally just went mind blank. <laughs> well, you started off talking about people losing respect for you or questioning your integrity after listening to this podcast and hearing some of the things that we've talked about, i.e. you swearing or talking about dicks or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I'm completely blank right now. Why did I bring Trump up? Because people have a problem with the things that he says, maybe. Or how he says different things. Freaking Trump supporter. Makes so ill great again. (laughs) I wish that you all could see Sean's face right now. (laughs) <laughs> because he is like so puzzled. I am he, super hardcore trying to like has no out idea what he's trying to say right now. He's I don't even quarters. know what's going on right now. Cat's got his tongue. Come on, bro. This is a good conversation. Oh, uh, we're gonna have to edit this part hardcore. <laughs> I am completely fucked right now. Okay. Dude, yes, let's stop will. and I'm gonna go back and listen to something real quick. Okay, I guess this is a good time to pause. Sure, three, two, three, one. Two. Hey, on Church Podcast listeners, this is Michael on behalf of Sean and Pura Vita Bracelets. Hey, you've heard us talk about this company many times on the podcast. Not only do they make pretty cool bracelets, but they do a lot of good in the island communities. They started off in Costa Rica, they're in India, they're all over the world actually. And they're helping out a bunch of artisans that are these creators that are making these bracelets and really impacting uh, their community. Not only that, they give back to so many different charities. In fact, to date, they've donated over $1.75 million to a bunch of different charities all over the world. Hey, if you want to look good with some flashy bracelets and do some good at the same time, check out PuraVitaBracelets.com. That's P-U-R-A. V-I-D-A bracelets.com and check it out when you use Sean's promo code SeanLunt20 that's S-E-A-N L-U-N-T 2-0 you'll get 20% off every purchase 
So check it out, PuraVitaBracelets.com. You can look good, you can do some good. And hey, check it out, SeanLunt20, for 20% off of your order. Hey, let's get back to the show. So my whole thing with the Trump thing, now that I got my head screwed on right, is the fact that I was in a conversation today where people were saying, you know, Trump is such a disrespectful person, and I can't believe he said this. And they literally were like, the fact that I can say Trump disrespectful, like disrespected this person, and here's why. And there's this whole conversation about that. That was the topic of conversation. And that's the topic of conversation across America. It's not how do we make America great again, which is his own fucking stance. It's not about how do we help people get into this country the right way? How do we change this law? How do we better that law? How do we protect our borders better? How do we make fair trade better? How do we lower taxes? How do we help the people? How do we help America? It's not about that. The conversation is about Trump being a fucking piece of shit, or you're on the other side, where he's basically Jesus Christ himself and the best thing and the best president ever, and we're completely just, we're, our minds are not even on the actual topics. They're not on the issues. They're not on the meat. You know what I mean? So when people like call me out because I say a four-letter word, I did say meat, big old meat too, people get hung up on the fact that I say fuck or shit or damn or hell or piss or suck or dang it or heck or shoot or crap. Like, you're missing the entire story here. You're missing the meat of the story. You're missing the point. And we're not actually talking about anything constructive here. You're just hung up on one thing, and that's what becomes, you know, your outlook on me or on a topic. And it's like, that's not my fault. I'm sorry for you that you don't have the capacity to overlook certain vocabulary words (laughs) to get to what the message is that's being said. So. If you don't like hearing four-letter fucking words, don't listen to this podcast. But don't, don't question my integrity. Especially knowing, like, it, it's just the whole, like, why don't you uh, pull the splinter out of your eye? Or no, pull the plank out of your eye before you try and get the splinter out. What, what am I trying to say here? Like, seriously, that's what you want to focus on? You're not focusing on being a better Christian or loving people, like actually loving people and trying to figure out how to do that? You're focused on fuck. That's what you're fucking focused on? Then don't listen to this podcast because honestly, you don't have the brain capacity or the wherewithal as a human being to think beyond that. And I'm sorry for you. Go find your own community. But in this community, I'm going to be me. And I don't apologize for it because it's too motherfucking late to apologize, bitch. Like, 
And I'm sorry if that's disrespectful to you. You know what's disrespectful to me? The fact that you call yourself a Christian and you're a piece of shit fucking human being who does not know how to love, nor even questions or thinks about how to love people. All you do is condemn them and go to church and walk in your little fucking narrow mind like alley and you you don't even like you fucking hate gay people but yeah i say fuck and I, you know i'm such a horrible piece of shit okay i'll take that <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know i just went on a rant and i like it i like it when dude, you rant i oh, man i like it the, my biggest thing bro i work at a coffee shop in a slightly southern area and everybody be wearing their christian shirts bro it just happened this week they were the worst fucking people they were so rude so arrogant so condescending and just like i'm a white person and i felt like they were treating me like their slave like really bitch it's fucking coffee and a sandwich okay and you're wearing your fucking little jesus shirt but i'm wrong because i say fuck okay all right (laughs) i'm done i'll shut up so sean needs to stop swearing and needs to love jesus more so that he can change Christians who promote their Christianity by wearing their propaganda on their fucking bodies need to be actual Christians. That's what I'm saying. Come <laughs> at me, bro. Uh, yeah, so um, we swear a lot. And, uh, and it happens. And I think the point that I was, you know, trying to piggyback off of you, I was still in the right context, by the way. <laughs> what do you mean i should have been able to jog your memory with the stuff that i was saying but it's all good i had a, a mega brain fart that was a bro. huge brain fart. Know. Uh, i was just nice looking rant. at the ticker going and i'm like i don't even know i don't even know <laughs> i'll edit this one down a little bit um even though i think it's really funny that you had a brain fart but yeah some of that might be good to leave in i don't know some of it might be some of it might be some dead air but we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that today we are, uh, the society is very, very high into censorship. There's a lot of people that are being censored for things that they say. And I, I follow the comedy world pretty close because of the podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. And they complain about it a lot. Um, uh, getting censored and and getting demonetized on their podcast for different platforms just because of some controversial things that they talk about. And amazingly enough, it's not ever because of four letter words that they say. It's always like, you know, you played some music on your, on your podcast, your podcast is really big. So we're going to demonetize you stuff like that. Um, but also uh, I think I've talked about this before. Maybe we talked about it offline. How there's a pretty popular guy who said some offensive shit about abortion or something. I don't know. 
And um, they not only demonetized his page, but they dropped him down so far in their search engine algorithm that when you search for the name of his podcast, you can't find it. And the dude has <laughs> over a million followers. Wow. Yeah. So like, there's so many, there's so much shit out there. Like we had a problem for a while, right? Where the, this other group trying to call themselves the unchurched podcast, they were showing up before we were, and they had like three episodes or something like that. Right. Yeah. And, and we had, I don't know, probably at the time, 30 something at the time. I don't know. I think um, it was more, but yeah, maybe more than that, whatever. But like we had so much more content, not only on our website, but on all of the podcast networks, we had so much more content, but they were showing up first and, before us and we were like four or five down on the list when you search our name uh, there, there's so much censorship there's so much you know out there that that's just like you know they want to um, you know keep people quiet because of whatever doesn't agree with their sensibilities um, and, and that was the point of me bringing up the, the license plate thing right um, the chick with the license plate She's like, hell no, I'm going to fight this. And she was like, I'm, I'm not going to go down fighting. I've had this license plate for 15 years. And it's something that I say to my kids every day before they get in the car. Pee before you go. She said it so much. Which, I mean, who has a kid that doesn't say that? Exactly. Exactly. I, is, I almost like, yelled at my just kid. because it's pee and it's not go to the bathroom? <laughs> Well, a, a couple of weeks ago, so uh, this past weekend, we I'm taking Micah home to his mom, and and um, we stopped at a store, like very close. We weren't far at all. No, we stopped at the gas station down the street from the house, right? And uh, I jump out to get gas. I leave the key in there. I turn off the engine, but I left the key on so that he can keep listening to whatever song he was listening to, and. He jumps out of the car back and he says, streets back. All right. No, it wasn't that. He was like, daddy, where's the bathroom in here? I'm like, what's the bathroom? Dude, we're two minutes away from the house. Why didn't you pee before, <laughs> we, before we left? I was so upset. I'm just like, buddy, what the hell are you doing? We just left the house. You knew we were leaving. Why didn't you pee? So we say it to our kids all the time is my point. There's nothing wrong with it. But to somebody, somebody got offended somewhere. And she chose to fight it. And I kind of feel like with this podcast, we're the same way. Where it's like, okay, yeah, all right, we swear. Got it. I'm not down for putting anything in our bio that says, yeah, we swear. And we're Christians. We're cussing, cussing saints or cussing Christians, whatever. I'm not down for doing that because we already have to mark it explicit just because we're swearing, right? Because if we, if we don't mark it explicit and they check it and we're not, you know, we don't do that. I, I think we like, it gets dumped off our page or maybe it, we just, it won't come up on a search engine or something like that. Whatever. There's rules when it comes down to setting your, um, 
what do you call it? Well, they could pull our <clears throat> pull our feed so that it wouldn't show up. Yeah, yeah, they'll pull the feed so it won't show up if you're spaces. swearing on it and you don't mark ex- explicit. <clears throat> so they'll pull the feed, and I don't want that to happen because I think that despite the swearing, it's still very good content. And for those who have been following us for a while and they enjoy the content despite the swearing and the belching, you know, like my mom laughs at me like, you guys are belching. She says, did you guys put these belches in after <laughs> in editing or you do this live? I'm like, yeah, we're belching the whole time, you know, and she thinks it's funny. And it is well, funny. And to that point, maybe some of, you know, maybe we have failed at really relaying the fact that like, we're just two dudes who hang out and talk about church and religion and faith and we question the stuff like we're not trying to put this thing on as like a well-polished scripted like and welcome back to unchurched podcast with your host (laughs) you know it's not like i'm fucking reading a piece of paper here like this is an open forum very raw unedited mostly like uh, i mean a thing like this isn't a show to do this is real life and if you don't want to fucking sit in on our campfire conversation then get the fuck out like we do this for free i'm not getting you ain't paying me i ain't getting paid like you don't gotta listen true 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 and i think that's that's i I agree with that point 100 percent. it's it's one of those things where it's not this is not a a paid forum or anything like that people aren't paying to listen to us and um and and if this offends your sensibilities then more power to you 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 have a right to that opinion you have a right to listen right or and criticize as well the thing is is that we continue to grow this podcast and continue to grow our audience, there's going to be some haters out there that say, you know, whatever they have to say, like, you guys aren't really Christians, you guys aren't really born again, you guys sound like the world, or you sound like, you know, heathens, or whatever the case may be. Like, I'm, I'm sure that all of that stuff is on its way. Um, that being Which said, is the ironic part, because we're calling them out and saying, <laughs> yeah, you and your pious fucking pharisaical bullshit think that you're saved and going to heaven like <laughs> yeah that's a word i just made i know it it's a word i'm not denying that it's a word it's definitely a word bro sorry i hit the mic it's a word you know what i'm saying though like the same thing that you can say about us is what we're literally trying to challenge yes and get people to think hard about yeah and not just accept because there's a lot of bullshit in faith and people are completely squashing the name of Christ. And they're just ignorant. I agree. Yeah. But, you know, this is a platform um, that allows us to be able to be free to do that. To say what we want to say and to challenge what we want to challenge, uh, regardless of the criticism, and still have a voice out there where people can can listen and learn and um and challenge their own thinking. So I'm all for it, bro. Like you haven't offended me yet. 
Yeah, me too. With your swearing. Uh, so, I mean, what? Uh, I'm all for being open to the fact where, like, if you can prove something to me that's biblical, all right. Uh, I'll believe it. But as far as, you know, not saying fuck, nah, I, I've read the Bible, I've researched some shit, and all the times that Jesus talks about, you know, cursing and vulgarity, it's not, don't say fuck. Yeah. So why don't you read the Bible? And before you start hating on me and, you know, trying to, oh, my whole idea of you is tarnished now. And I just can't believe, like, no, why don't you read the Bible that you claim to say that you know? Well, I mean, to that point, though. And if I'm wrong, let me know. And I'll, sure. I want to admit it. I don't want to do something continually that's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm open. That's, that's the point. Like, why can't we be open? Why is it always black and white and like oh well my pastor doesn't use that language so you know Good it's for really bad you know what i'm reminded of eminem the prophet the great prophet eminem he has a <laughs> song where he says well will smith doesn't have to cuss on his rapid on on his records <laughs> and and eminem says well i do so fuck him and fuck you too <laughs> you remember that song Hell yeah. That's early Eminem. That's early Eminem right there. Oh. Uh, oh, he doesn't have to cuss on his rack on his on his albums records? to sell records. And is what but he I says. Do. So fuck him and fuck you too. I can hear it, bro. It's in my head yeah. right now. Yeah, I might have fumbled the words a little bit. But I, I mean I think about a lot of his lyrics just for stuff like that, you know. It's real and it's raw. And unfortunately, when we pussyfoot around different topics, we we waste a lot of time and we don't get to the meat of the subject. Therefore, you know, um, stuff doesn't change. People don't really feel the challenge. It's like, uh, you know, you can do some shoulder shrugs with a two pound dumbbell or you can take the 45 pound bar and do some shrugs and build from there. You know, what do you want to do? You want to start small and eventually and dance around the subject? Or do you want to just hit it full on hard? <laughs> this is raw. And I like it. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. You know that song? No. Little nope. Dirty Bastard. Ah. <sighs> Sounds like a drop's coming, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So anyway. Um, well, man, for not having any topic prior to hitting record, this has been a... I like this episode. I'm telling you, dude. I, that's what I was trying to say. Let's just hit the button and just see what happens. I'm we'll all good with that. Are, are, are we kind of landing the plane, so to speak? Are we what? Pastor Michael. Are we nearing the article? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get my musicians up there to have the, <laughs> the ushering of the spirit. <laughs> hey, oh. 
cue the music with every head bowed and eye closed. Mm, I don't want anyone looking around. This is very private time. Nobody look around. It's very private. Very private. Let's focus. You know on the, the pastor's only doing that because he's like scratching his balls or picking his <laughs> nose. Or... <laughs> he's like, dude, I've been up here for forty minutes and I ain't scratched my nuts, and it's been it's been itching for twenty. So with every eye closed and every head bowed. <laughs> He picks his nose while he's up there on the <laughs> microphone. Some little kid's just staring at him like, what is he doing, mommy? Yeah. Close your eyes. Be reverent. Little <laughs> be piece of reverent. shit. Focus on the loud. Yeah, let's put a ball on it. I'm sorry. Well, I, I kind of want to give a shout out. Uh, hmm. If you're listening, we've been changing up some of our Instagram strategies. Yeah. So there might be some new peeps, some new listeners. Welcome. If you've made it this long, you're probably going to want to listen to more. If you haven't made it this long, you don't even know what I'm saying right now. So deuces. Deuces. But uh, we appreciate the love on the Instas and on the website and on SoundCloud and Instagram. Um, Leave us a five-star rating. You know, even if it's a four-star I think I'd probably still give you a shout out. I just won't tell Michael. Shh. No, five um, star ratings only. But you know, we we want to we want to make this conversation heard by as many people who want to hear it. And leaving us a five star rating definitely helps do that. So, and you know what? Even if you don't, it doesn't matter because yeah. we're just two dudes having a combo. And uh, if you're listening. Honestly, seriously, I think it's the coolest thing. I hope you you. get something out of it. If you want to get involved, uh, hit us up. Our email is unchurchedpod at gmail.com, and uh, you can check out our website. But the Prez of the Fan Club will fill you in here in a few seconds on that. Yeah, we appreciate all the listeners and, you know, Give us a five-star rating on every single episode you listen to. And that'll help those, you know, that'll help us out, too, to see, like, what kind of content everybody likes or the majority likes. But whether or not, it doesn't matter. We're going to have these same kind of conversations anyway. Something we've been saying from the beginning. We're, we, we've talked anyway for a while before. A long time before we even decided to do a podcast together, we would sit by the fire, light up a couple of cigars or a pipe and sit there with a drink in hand and just shoot the shit. We'd listen yeah. to music. Oh, by the way, so I was we were driving up to Soaring Eagle Casino. We just lost some people right there. Christian's going to a casino? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're like such a pagan-ass motherfucker. Oh, my God. I said pagan-ass motherfucker. I'm going to hell, too. <laughs> well, so my son wanted to go to the water park for his 12th birthday. So we got a couple of his friends together, my parents, my wife, and baby H. And we went up to the casino water park. Uh yeah, just for a night, just to hang out, let the boys be boys, run around the so park. So not only are you sinning, but you're encouraging your children 
to fall into sinful habits. I mean, you when are I, a piece when I, of I know. shite. When I stand before Jesus, I'm going to say it was my son's idea. He wanted to go here. And, and bro, uh, so, he won 40 bucks. <laughs> so we did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we were, we were driving up, listening to Spotify. And I was, you know, I've got Mike in the back seat, so I couldn't listen to my hardcore gangster rap like I wanted to. And um, so I put on Alan Stone. So once we Ooh. get to 131, we're heading up to Alan Stone. We're heading up to the water park. We got about, I don't know, we got about an hour's drive, right, after picking up Micah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to some Alan Stone. And Jenna hadn't heard not one single song that played from Alan Stone. So I made her listen to the entire record. That person. Dude. I know, right? She hadn't seen Rocky. She hadn't seen Pulp Fiction. You know, she don't know nothing about uh, Kill Bill. We're not even going to talk about Godfather, are we? No, of course she knows Godfather. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. But we're going up, and I'm like, you know what? I told her, I said, this is what me and Sean used to listen to while we're sitting by the fire talking, having conversations, listening to Alan Stone. Mm -hmm. So... So good. Yeah. So, I mean, for you that are, that are listening, we're just two friends that, that talk and we decided to record it to let you listen in. So we hope you enjoy it. And even if you don't, give us a, give us a like and a share and five stars. And we love you a long time. So long we love you. All right, brother, let's put a ball on it. All right, man. Yep. It's been real. Yep. Peace. Peace. Hey everybody, it's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at unchurchedpod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.